Welcome to the podcast of Christ Covenant Church, a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America, located in the township of Langley, British Columbia. My name is Gary Vanderveen, and I'm the senior pastor here. If you would like to know more about our congregation, please visit us online at www.langleychurch.org. Last Sunday, we began our study of the prologue of John's Gospel, verses 1 through 18 of chapter 1. And we saw that the Word is the creator of all things. He is life, and he is light. And, and, and the point of the first five verses is simply this, that the Word is God. The Word is fully God. The Word is truly God. And now we come to verses 6 through 13, where we see what happens when the Word, who is God, enters time and space, when the Word enters our world, when the Word comes to a broken world, a world ravaged by sin. And this morning I want to draw our attention to three things, three points in these verses The first point is this, that when the word enters the world, he needs an introduction. Verses 6 through 8. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. I find it astonishing that the word... God himself requires an introduction. When Jesus begins his public ministry, why doesn't he simply introduce himself as God, as God in human flesh? Why does Jesus not simply announce to his own people who he is and why he has become man? And there are, of course, several biblical reasons uh, that we could consider But let me just say this, that God loves human beings so much that he wants us to participate in his great work of salvation, and he wants us to share in the joy of announcing the word to the world. So verses 6 and 7 tell us that John the Presbyterian came to bear witness, I mean John the Baptist came to bear witness to Jesus. John did not act on his own. He didn't appoint himself. He was sent from God. God appointed him. God chose him. God sent him for this important work. He was a man under authority, received marching orders. And it's interesting if you are familiar with John's ministry you will know that he was a man who never took the glory. Throughout his ministry, he says things, uh, he must increase and I must decrease. He never takes the spotlight. He never takes the seat of honor. He always and only 
bears witness. He points to Jesus. He introduces Jesus. He prepares people for Jesus. And as soon as Jesus arrives, he steps back and he gives all the glory to Jesus. Notice verse 15. He is greater than me for he was before me. Notice verse 29. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Notice verse 32, I saw the Spirit descend upon him, referring to Jesus' baptism. And God wants us to be like John in this one important sense, that he wants us always and everywhere to bear witness to the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants us to talk about Jesus. He wants us to proclaim who Jesus is and what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. And remember this, that, that John, is, John is a witness so that people... means that we, we, we speak about Jesus in such a way that people need to respond. It's personal. Right? Think of, of John. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. We, we bear witness so that people are directed to the Lord Jesus Christ and having come face to face with him, as it were, they are forced to make a decision. Will I follow him? Will I reject him? James Montgomery Boyce puts it this way, and I paraphrase, being a witness to Jesus is not about winning an argument with our clever presentations. Bearing witness is about pointing people to Jesus so that we let Jesus win them to himself. We point people to Jesus so that Jesus might win people to himself. And I want to say uh, two more things very briefly here about being a witness. And they both kind of come under the heading of you're not that important. Okay? You're not that important. Your personal, first, your personal salvation story isn't nearly as important as your clear and faithful testimony to who Jesus is and what he has done. Now, don't get me wrong. Your personal salvation story, your testimony is great. It's needed. But sometimes we who have not had a Saul of Damascus conversion story think that somehow our testimony isn't that important, that it's not that great. And that's simply not true. John's life was one of faithfulness. And his testimony is just as glorious and just as powerful and just as essential as the testimony of Saul. 
John is just as qualified to bear witness to the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ as Saul. Right? To bear witness is to point people to Jesus. He must increase, I must decrease. But there's a second aspect of bearing witness that I want to mention, and that is this. Avoid the messianic complex. Sometimes, especially when we lead someone to Christ, when we, when we disciple a young believer, we, we want to feel important. We want to feel like, like we're needed. We want to feel like somehow we're responsible for this person coming to faith. And, and in, in a twisted kind of way, we, we actually want to encourage them to become dependent upon us. But guess what? We're not indispensable. We're not irreplaceable. We are not the Savior. We are not the Messiah. As we minister to others, as, as we encourage others to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ, He must increase. Jesus must increase, and we must decrease. As, as we bear witness to the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to take an increasingly, uh, to, we need to move to the back seat, as it were, and let them depend upon the Lord Jesus Christ, who really is the Savior, the Messiah. We are witnesses, not saviors. We are witnesses, not Jesus. We are witnesses, not Messiahs. We are not the light. We bear witness to the light. He must increase. We must decrease. In the second place, we see that when the word enters the world, the world is unsettled, verses 9 through 11. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Now, when John says in verse 9, the true light... He means two things. The true light, which gives light to everyone. The true light means that Jesus is both the first light and the last light. The first light and the last light. He was the light that existed before the light was made in creation. He was the light that existed before the, the greater light and the lesser light were, were created and made on the fourth day. He is the light that has existed in eternity past. He has always been light and he always will be light. He is the original light, the first light, but he is also the last light. Okay, so in the Old Testament, God sent various lights uh, to his people. Israel was a light to the nations. The prophets were lights 
to the nation of Israel. And so God, throughout the Old Testament, sent lights to his people and to the world, and Jesus is the last light, the final light, the fullness of light who brings the divine light to the world. But Jesus is also the true light over against false lights. There are false lights in this world, false ways, false philosophies, false religions, false messiahs. The world is full of false lights. And Jesus has come to shine his light, the divine light, upon them and expose their darkness. And so what happens when the true light enters the world? He has come into the world. What happens when he comes into the world? Well, the world is unsettled. John tells us that even though the world was made through him, the world did not know him. The world did not know him. And this is a reference to the Greeks or or the nations outside of Israel. The Greeks, of course, as we saw last week, they wanted uh, the, the, the logos. They wanted this abstract philosophical principle to hold the world together for them so that they could make sense of, of reality. They wanted the logos. But when the logos actually comes into the world... When the Logos is God himself, a person, rather than an abstraction, they reject him. The creator of all things comes to the creature, and the creature who is made and fashioned in the image of the creator, the creature says, no thanks. You're not what I'm looking for. That's not that different today in one sense. The world knows that we actually lived up, live in a messed up place. The world, in one sense, knows uh, that we are sinful, that there's a problem of sin. It understands, the world understands the human condition. The world knows that something is wrong. The world wants more. The world is searching for answers. The world is seeking solutions. The world desires something better. But when the better arrives, when the solution is right there staring them in the face, when the true light offers life, they reject it. The world does not know him. The world does not acknowledge him. The world does not believe in him. And to make matters worse, John tells us, that even those in the family of God did not receive him. He came to his own, verse 11, and his own people received him not. He came to Israel. He came to the family of Abraham. He came to his own people, the people chosen by his father, the people elected by his father. Jesus came to his own people. He pleaded with them. He taught them. He wept over them. He confronted them. He healed them. And how did they respond? 
They arrested him. They spat on him. They brought false accusations against him. They cried out, crucify him. Crucify him. And it isn't that different today. Jesus continues to come to his own. He continues to come to the church. He comes to us. He visits us. He gives himself to us. He washes us. He teaches us. He feeds us at the table. He comes to his own. And some, even within the church, receive him not. Why is it that people reject the word, the true light? Jesus explains to us the answer in John chapter 3, verse 19, where he says, the light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. The reason why people reject the Lord Jesus Christ, both in the world and in the church, is not primarily because they have intellectual objections. It's not primarily because they are offended by the hypocrisy of the church, as great as that may be. They reject the Lord Jesus Christ for no other reason than this. We Love our sin more than anything else. They loved, Jesus says, people loved the darkness because their works were evil. We love our sin more than we love the salvation that God offers us in Jesus Christ. And it is sad, it's tragic, it's, it's painful to, re- to think about that, that people prefer darkness over light, that, that people prefer death over life, that they prefer the misery of their sin rather than the abundant life, the full life that, that is available to us in Christ Jesus. And yet this is the truth. This is reality. This is the way it really is. But John doesn't end there. There's one more point. The third point, the last point, the best point of all. We don't need to remain in darkness. There is hope for us. There there is light for us. When the word enters the world, he gives life to everyone who believes in him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. John says that when we receive Jesus, we become children of God. To receive Jesus is to believe in Jesus. It is to put your trust in Jesus. There is no one you trust more. There is nothing that is more real to you 
To receive Jesus is to cast yourself at his feet and to, and to say, to whom shall I go? You alone are life and light. And just think about what we've, what we've seen so far. Who is this Jesus? Who is this one upon whom we must cast ourselves and throw ourselves? Well, he is the Word. He is God, verse 1. He is the Word. He is the Word who, who becomes human flesh, verse 14. He is the Word who enters the world, verse 9. And 10. He is the life. He is the light who has come to make those who walk in darkness the children of God, verses 12 and 13. And so John is very clear. If you put your trust in Jesus, you are a child of God. And it doesn't matter what you've done in your past. Your past cannot change that. If you put your trust in Jesus now, you are and forever shall be a child of the great and living God. Your present sin struggles don't change that. And we all sin. We all struggle. We all have patterns of behavior that need to change. But if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if we entrust ourselves to him, our sin does not change who we are. We are children of God. If you believe in Jesus, you are God's child. Do you remember how John, the same apostle, puts this in 1 John 3, behold what kind of love, or behold what manner of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, and we shall see him as he is. If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you belong to God. You are his child. You are his precious child. This is the most important truth that you can ever know. This is the most important truth that you can ever experience in this world. You are his. You belong to him. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are precious in his sight. You are the apple of his eye. You are his precious child. You will not find life in your family. You will not find life in your money. You will not find life in your possessions. You will not find life in your friends or anything else in all of creation. Life is found in the Word, who is himself life and light. The true light has come. The true light gives light 
to everyone. The true light saves those, gives life and light to those who believe in him. So come to Jesus, receive him, believe in him, and all that he has will be yours. All that he is will be yours. You will be his child both now and forever. Show me.